Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Grid and Grace Leadership's Talks with myself, Kate Taylor. I'm very excited to be sharing someone amazing in my world with you today. I've got the amazing Lisa Brown, who runs Platinum Education, and she is dominating the world in early childhood sector. Uh, She's been in business a long time, and I'm really excited to um, have her on my podcast. She's a good friend of mine in business, um, and so I thought it would be great to bring her on today and introduce you to her and we do a lot of professional development together, a lot of workshops together. Um, and so we're always trying to like up our game and to be better and do better and give back more in our community. So thanks for coming on board, Lisa, and having a chat with us. Thanks so much, Kate. I'm so honored to be part of your podcast. Oh, I know. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Definitely. <laughs> but- Yeah, and uh, you've been doing amazing things in the early childhood space. And we actually connected originally uh, through LinkedIn. Um, So people who say you don't make great friends and business connections on LinkedIn um, are wrong because we've done that. So, um, yeah, we met probably about when my daughter was, she's now eight, it was when she was a baby, right? You started following following along. I started following you a long time ago, you know, really that preface of, you know, women not being able to do everything. And you were one of those role models that I just saw, you know, constantly sharing your life and how you really combined both of them together was so beautiful. And I loved watching yours and Emma's journey um, unfold. Yeah, I know. And it was kind of back then it was like I couldn't have the whole work from home options so I had to bring her to the office and set up a nursery in there which was very different at the time no one was really doing that um they would leave the baby at home with the nanny or something or put them in childcare. but for me it was like no I really wanted to make sure I um you know it was still able to see her so young going back to work as a working business owner small business so yeah it was a challenge and we made it work and the and the nanny was based at the office which worked really well because she could Help me around the office when the, when she slept and things like that, which is a, a different way to do it. But now we can work from home, so it's socially acceptable to do that. And right. I would be able to do it a lot different if I had um, another child now. So, yeah, it's a very different world we're in, hey? Yeah, things have changed so much, hey? It just transforms over, over time. But I think, uh, you know, in admiration, that's something that you do so well is to look for those solutions um you know in the out-of-the-box solutions and I think that's what we do really well together is come up with those strategies yeah definitely and um my background originally for people that don't know was in early childhood and um child care and the things that Lisa does were things that I thought I might do one day (laughs) but pivoted into recruitment somehow instead into social services so community sector so um still kind of similar we're still working with children but with more vulnerable children in like out of home care child protection things like that and you're dealing with children more in daycare center and child care centers around the country in the work that you do at platinum education isn't that right Yeah, so we've transformed a little bit. Like myself, I'm an early childhood teacher. Um, So been in the sector with my passion for, you know, over 20 years now, but um, owned my own service, worked my way up, just like our stories, you really originated the same way um, and, and transformed. And Five years ago, I owned my own service and we sold last year. But um, for the last seven years, I've been supporting services in the sector to really um, simplify their systems and processes because it doesn't need to be complicated. It can be really easy and really simple. And um, I don't know about any other profession, but in our profession, we tend to overcomplicate things. 
and they don't need to be that way. So we show people that, um, it, you know, it can be different and really support them to spend their time where it matters most, which is with their people and the children. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think it you have to kind of work your way up and experience it for yourself to be able to help other people, right? So the fact that you kind of worked in it, then ended up owning your own centre, then successfully selling a centre, and then now going into that kind of coaching, mentoring, training space, and all the different things that you do now, um, it's it's a great opportunity, I guess, to go, hey, how can we work smarter and not harder at this? And how do we help support you to actually do what you want to do, which is actually be with the children and be with your team, um, rather than doing all the admin, right? Yeah, it's so true. And that's what we get all the time from all of our leaders in our sector is like, I got into this profession so that I could support children. And then they end up obviously with that burden and that, um, you know, overwhelm on their shoulders with all of the admin that's waiting for them piling up on the desk. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. And so tell me about, we'll go back a little bit. Tell me about how you start your day for success. Like what do you, what's your rituals? What are things that you do that you know when you have a winning day that you've done in the morning to get you ready for work? Yeah, well, this year for me is really about being intentional with how I spend my time. Um, yeah. So it's just new ritual actually, but I've always done meditation. So I always end my day with a meditation and going to sleep and then start my day. So I set my alarm 10 minutes earlier before I yep. wake up. And then when I, I have that 10 minutes um, to do that beautiful morning meditation. So it was all about gratitude for me this morning. Um, once I do my meditation, I don't know why. My mom can't understand why I need to have a shower before I exercise. She's like, why can't you just exercise and then have a shower? <laughs> for some reason, I, it's just my like, you know, like my habit. So I get up, yes. have a shower exercise so I've found um Gina B on YouTube she's awesome she does these um dance workouts oh yeah so literally <laughs> it's a it's a no um was a no excuse workout you can do it you know in thongs in the nude whatever you like um but you literally <laughs> get up you do your she has 20 and 30 minute routines and it's just fun dance so it's just movement okay. um through dance and then I think for me, I always start off the day with my team looking at what I need to do, but I think it starts the day before. I think it's okay. really important to write down your list of what you need to do the day before so you can leave it there and then know what yeah. you're walking into for the next day. So those will be my three tips, um, you know, really for yourself to take that time to be mindful. The second thing is move. Um, and then yep. the third thing is just know what you need to go into the day with. Yeah, I love that. And it's setting setting things up well, I think. And I just remember when we've gone on to business boot camps um, and we share a hotel room and then you put on the med meditation to go to yeah. sleep and to wake up. And I was like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, oh, this actually is nice. <laughs> Isn't it so nice? Yeah. And literally yeah. I two that I really love I use um just for everyone out there insight timer um and it's yep. just an app that you can download free app on the phone and there's just some beautiful sleep meditations on there and I have two that I really really love and I okay. think I've only ever heard the end of them like twice which is a good <laughs> sign <laughs> yeah wow I know that's so good and, yeah, definitely they say, uh, my psychologist told me once, that if you can listen to 10 minutes a day, it can rewire the neural pathways in your brain and that helps you deal with um, stress, you know, or fight or flight mode when you have stress hit you. So um, mm. definitely it's worth doing that 10 minutes, even if you do five minutes in the morning, five minutes afternoon or, or however you want to do it. But just getting that 10 minutes in a day can really help you deal with stress and, 
and the challenges that life can bring throughout each day as a business owner. Yeah, so, and I yeah. Think just just taking more time to be mindful, like in present with where you are. Yeah. Um, so even if it's not meditation, even if it's just five minutes of silence um, and just yeah. breathing, I think breathing and breath, which is so great, those messages and those neural pathways that that meditation is creating. But even just working on your own internal voice and just focusing on your breath, it's so powerful. Yeah, definitely. I um, listened to, I think it was a podcast the other day that said that like if you breathe out for longer than you breathe in, that's how you can really calm the nervous system. So actually mm-hmm. I was in um, hospital the other day and I had to have a procedure and I was feeling a lot of pain when I came out and I started doing that. I started breathing, like breathe, you know, taking those deep breaths and then taking the slow breathing out and actually it really calmed me. So mm. I was like, okay, this is really good. In the midst of a lot of pain, I was able to kind of calm my nervous system down despite what I was feeling. So it just goes to show that, um, yeah, that breath work and mindset can really, mindfulness can really make a difference in those times oh, of stress. It's so true. Out. Yeah, and I've been we've been doing a lot of it because um, you know um, how my mom has her retreat, and so I was lucky enough to go to her retreat, and she does a lot of breath work and um, ice baths. So I had like three oh, yeah. ice baths um, in one week, which is insane. Um, but that's exactly what it does too. Like that cold water therapy, it really helps you to know how you would react in different and difficult situations. So okay. when you go when you go to get in your um, nervous system goes into that fight, flight or freeze response. Yes. But when, but when you focus on your breath, so when you before you get in, you breathe in and then you get in on the out breath so that you're, you don't panic. Ah, and okay. so and what they say is like when you hop in the ice bath, because it's hard, like and that's what I tell myself, I can do hard things, I can do hard things. Um, that, those mantras, I think those mantras and that inner voice we have ah. is so crucial. Um, then yeah. when, you, when you get in, um, you almost need to like that first minute is the hardest, but you okay. breathe through through that, um, and yeah, just remind yourself like and your brain because that's our brain is just trying to protect us, right? So we just yeah. remind our brain that we're safe and we're okay. okay. And they say that what they say is you, the way you react in the ice bath in that difficult situation can mirror how you react in real life. Oh, so the more you practice doing hard things, the better and easier that it gets. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I did wonder, like, I hear all these people doing these ice baths and I was like, I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) Oh, Um, The thought of it never gets easier. But then when you're in, you're in and you just, yeah, that means you can do hard things and it's, yeah, retraining your brain to be, to, Uh. to know that you can. Yeah, wow. I know. It's definitely something that a lot of people are doing lately and I will try it at some point. I just got into infrared <laughs> saunas and, and floats. I think that's... Yeah, that's, oh, that's so much research start. behind float therapy. Yeah, and sensory deprivation too, which is great in your in your float. Uh, yes, definitely. Because um, we're so busy and we're always on. That's the thing. No one can contact you yeah. while you're in there. And that's why I love about swimming in the pool as well. Uh, it's oh, such a it's me so time true. thing. It's hard yeah. to switch off, right? I think that's something as yeah. a business owner that um, I struggle with a lot is like it's almost an addiction to devices and, and people and yeah. having people from you that it's so tricky to switch off. It is. And I think 
Um, yeah, especially when you're always trying to grow and evolve and do new things and constantly innovating and creating. Um, yeah, it feels like we're just always think. even when we're resting, we're getting ideas for things. It's so <laughs> um, true. But yeah. it's good to take that, be conscious, because if you are busy like us, you do need to make conscious effort to take time out, um, whether that be a retreat, whether that go for a, you know, a massage or whatever it is, you need to take something for your well-being and just to give you some time out um, away from everything and everyone. Um, so, yes, I definitely recommend that. And can you tell us about, like you mentioned about your career path um, briefly, but can you tell us a bit about the journey you've been on? Because obviously we're recruiters and um, we get to lots of people's stories around their career path. And I think it would be really interesting for people to hear um, that people don't make it to the top, just, you know, they just get there, um, that actually you've gone through that journey to get there to, to where you are today. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I think that anything is a journey. And I think something that I've really struggled with is actually enjoying the journey. Like I'm a very yeah. goal focused and goal orientated person. And so for many years, obviously, at the start of my career, I knew I wanted I, the moment I knew I wanted to work in early childhood was when I um, was reading with my niece and nephew and just the light in their eyes, learning something for the first time. I was like, I can be part of that. And so for that moment on, it was, I, I went out and I sought a traineeship and worked my way up there. And some of the struggles that you, you have struggles everywhere you go. And some of the struggles in those early days was I was surrounded by um, people that I guess growth mindset wasn't a big thing for them. So they sort of um, looked down on me a little bit because for me, I was just like, I'm a sponge. I want to learn everything I can. So even in the early days, I spent most of the time in the director's office, um, you know, learning and soaking up. How can I help? Like, what do you need help with? And they're like, what is this trainee girl doing in the office? Like, why is she being able to help? Um, and the director's like, well, she offered. So like, um, whereas no one else. How old were you that. when you started? How old were you 17. Okay. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. 17, yeah, 17 yeah. really young. And, um, and I think that's key. Like you've got to try a whole bunch of different things. So for me, I knew that school wasn't for me and that's not my journey. I don't um, yeah. believe in the school system. So I, I follow Gary V a lot. Um, and he talks very predominantly about like try everything. You're never too old. You're never too young. Try so many things until yeah. you work out what it is that you want to do and that lights you up. And, yeah. um, and I found it and I'm so blessed that I was able to find what it is for me that does light me up. Um, yeah. But of course, over the many years and many different um, worlds and jobs and careers, um, I think I'm very blessed at that period because six months into my traineeship, we actually moved house and um, mm. I, yeah, and so I transferred to the same company, just a different center um, in a different yeah. area. And I'm so blessed for that moment because had I not, I think had we not moved, I don't think I still would be in early childhood because it was a very ah. different experience from one center to the other. And yeah. yeah, and I've, and it was funny, actually full, like full picture um, about six months ago. Uh, I, I was able to go and visit that same centre where I started oh, no my way. traineeship at. Yeah. So different <laughs> owners, like, has gone through, like, you know, three different owners. And my beautiful client, I didn't realise she just, obviously I was going to see her. And um, yes. when I turned up, I was like, wow, like, this is actually where I started my career. It was 
the bizarrest moment. Wow. And, but it's that full circle. And it, what was funny is that this, like um, about four or five of the same um, ladies that I worked with back when I was a trainee, they were still there. Wow. That's yes. unusual. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also. <laughs> Did they like remember that, you? Well, not at first. They're like, oh, you look familiar. And I was like, ah. well, yeah, I, I used to work here. Um, and and I know, and it was that moment for me, which is like, this is why growth is so crucial um, and growth mindsets are so crucial because not that there's anything wrong, obviously, in staying in a career long, long term, but it was just, um, it was real clarity for me with, with how far I'd come and how far I'd grown. Yes, I love that. Yeah, I actually found um, the similar kind of experience because my I used to work in a childcare centre in North Sydney um, Mm. 20-something years ago and then uh, actually coming back and now my tailor care has an office in North Sydney for the last three years. So it was that full circle and I've kind of done that walk, right? It's not a childcare centre anymore but um, it's um, a school. I think the school took it out. Winona's taken over that building. Um, But just remembering the walk that I used to do to get to work and, you know, where I used to go out in the library across the road and the the park and sit and have lunch there and yeah just reliving it all it does very nostalgic isn't it and kind of makes you realize like how far you've come yes um, and I don't think we have many moments like that in our life um no, so it's, we don't. You, no you just got to hold on to like you know those moments and I think everywhere that we spend our time and energy just has that special place in our heart particularly the first place I think yes definitely because that was one of my one of my first jobs in childcare, my first job in Sydney in childcare. So that was, um, yeah, very memorable. And yeah, I remember being at a walk to work um, or run if I was running late. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like a 10, it was like a, a five minute run or a 10 minute walk. To love that. Love that. You look at the clock. Yeah. As you walk And I'd get there right on the dot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's so good to um, see how far we've come. And I think we're so busy being in the current moment that we forget the journey that we've been on hey um oh, and that's something absolutely that it's so cool when we get these moments um so tell me um how long have you run platinum education group and what do you specialize in at the moment in business yeah so we've been running platinum education group for seven years um so doing it simultaneously as owning the service which was um yep. always that juggle of doing both at the same time so wow. when we when we sold in july last year um no it was august anyway a little bit you know let's say mid last year um it was the first time in my life that i'd ever just done one thing and oh, so wow. where we're at on our journey now, we've come so far, we've got our little team um, with us that work with us and we are really supporting the sector. So we see a lot of directors and a lot of leaders really struggling um, and buckling yeah. under pressure. So the biggest thing in our sector is that we weren't trained to be leaders or business owners. No. And so, yeah, and so we're trained as teachers. So yeah. what happens is that when we get to the top and we have all of these people that rely on us and our leadership, it's a lot. Um, and you would know yes. in any business leader, like having all of the people rely on you, 
um, you know, be able to um, like, you know, you have to pay them, you have to lead them, you have to mentor them, coach them, you have to be this counsellor sometimes, unofficial counsellor and put all of our different hats on. And so what we're aiming for this year, like we do a lot of programs, like we have our podcast, we go and do audits, um, you know, we really like beautiful long-term relationships, so really advising, coaching. But next year we're about to launch our Directors Academy. So that's going to okay. take directors on a six-month journey and actually yep. show them how to do their job. And these are beautiful things that I wish that I'd learned and that I wish that I'd known yes. at the start of my career. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I think it, you've evolved so much since I've met you even and just the way you've had to juggle running the centre and doing all this extra on the side. And I think it also came to you because I mean, remember you said you had like um, people that were investors in childcare centres that didn't know how to run them. They were like, they'd come to you and say, can you run this for me? And so you would ch- you'd do a management fee every month and help them get their standards up, get the, you know, make sure they're adhering to what the national standards are and what's required and make sure that the staff are running well and you're kind of that go-to person for them to get support from the outside um, when it's not someone that's necessarily experienced in childcare that's invested in the in the centre. So um, that's something you've been doing for years and I think has added a real value to the sector to make sure that more centres are staying up to standard, aren't they, and to the level that they should be. Um, oh, 100%. Kids. Well, the whole reason I do what I do is so that children are seen, heard and, and valued um, and really respected as little humans because that's what they are. So for me, the motivation doesn't sit with obviously helping investors um, make money and things, even though that's no. a, um, that's a um, what's My the product. word? like? <laughs> yeah, that's a byproduct, yeah. thanks, um, of doing that. But for me, it's all about the children and the people and offering that high quality care. Um, so, and yeah. we just don't want people to be alone out there. Like there's big companies and big corporate companies that obviously are in hundreds of services um, across yes. Australia. But for us, we want to work with the, the little medium sized companies that don't so much have those, um, you know, structures in place and all of that support. We just don't want people to be alone on the journey and we can help them with everything early childhood. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think, um, being able to step away from running a centre has meant you can help more people, right? So you've been able yeah. to go all over interstate. I've seen you travelling, running workshops, doing all sorts of things um, across different cities and um, parts of Australia. So uh, how has that been for you, like being able to kind of get out of running a centre to actually going in and being part of lots of centres? Has that been quite exciting this year? Yeah, I'm so grateful that I get to go out and meet so many different people and that this is my life. Um, I think last year, really, um, you know, owning a service, it can keep you quiet, um, like bogged down. And even though I was so, so blessed to have a beautiful team that I worked with and I wouldn't have been able to do it without them, um, I think for me this year has really allowed me to have a lot of freedom and go out and see people and and help more people on a bigger scale. So I'm just blessed every day that this is my life and, yeah, I get to help the amazing superhumans who are doing such, you know, beautiful work. Yeah, that's so important and so amazing that you've been able to pivot um, to what you were doing before to be able to really push all your energy into that area of the business that you're doing now and create and do more that you, you know, because I guess being out there, you see more need, you see what's happening, what the challenges are, what people need help with, and you're able to kind of create a program for that, which sounds like you're doing with the director's program for next year. So that's amazing. And what advice would you give to people that are curious about 
um, either, like starting their own business um, and, you know, what, like if they're say like yourself or me where they've kind of worked their way up in a field but want to go out and do something on their own, whether it's consulting or coaching or whether it's actually running their own centre, um, what advice would you give someone? I think really find people, like have a good mentor. So find people that, yeah, I think it's so, so crucial to surround yourself with like-minded people and find a mentor um, or a coach, um, you know, that can really help you because every new thing that you do gets you out of your comfort zone. So just know that there's going to be those challenges and those um, things along the way that you have to really force yourself to push through um, and often it's it's hard unless you're a really internal mo- internally motivated person. It can be really challenging some days to be like, and, you know, I don't know about you, Kate, but how many days have you had where you're like, stuff it, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm I'm throwing it in. I'm throwing in the It's towel. all too hard. Yes. And, and I don't know any business owner out there that hasn't had, you know, days like that. Um, but it's developing that resilience and that, ability to be able to push through those challenges um you know and I'm so blessed to you know Kate's been one of these amazing people for me to to help keep me motivated and push through and and focus on the goals and you know we've got both got Ray like our amazing um, coach that we've worked with um and for me obviously business people but I think it's really about um, looking at what it is that you want to do, knowing that yes. it's not going to be easy because it's definitely not. No. Um, and, and go for it. Like, but you have to believe in yourself. So yes. even if you have people out there that are like, oh, you're crazy, don't do it. You ha- As long as you believe in yourself, I think that's the yeah. biggest thing to be a business owner. You, you have to have that internal mindset and really believe in yourself and be driven. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? It's that backing yourself um, with your idea or whatever it is that you're trying to launch and do that it's going to work. And you know what? I think also um, that pivoting quickly if things don't work, like trying something out and if it doesn't stick or it doesn't land with your audience, then adjusting your approach pretty quickly because I think I've learned over the years, like, you know, what's worked at one season during COVID when I tried to launch the same telehealth business later, it just didn't it didn't um, land. Like it just, Mm. I wasn't able to sell the service like I could during COVID. And so uh, I was like, what's wrong? It worked before. Like, why didn't it work? And my husband has reminded me, like, sometimes these ideas are seasonal. Like it's for a need for a time and maybe it's not what you're meant to do forever in your business. It's just for a season. And so I had to, um, you know, pivot it back into our main business, which was recruitment. So yeah, I guess it's about having one area that's like your regular stream of income, but then also, having that time for trying new things too and adjusting your approach depending on how it lands and how quick it you get the uptake because it's all timing isn't it sometimes it's like you might have a great idea but if the timing isn't right it can fizzle out very quickly Oh, 100%. And it reminded me of a few things. It's like, um, you know, if you're if you're the best kept secret and no one knows about you, how are you supposed to use? And, um, you know, so like making sure that you are willing to be the face. So that was a big stepping out of yeah. my comfort zone for me, knowing, and we've worked through this so much. Like Kate was like, why can't you be on camera? Why can't you just be like, 
I have yeah. no idea, Kate, but it just like it hits. <laughs> I just can't. So overcoming that, like, gosh, done. Yeah. Um, but also I think, you know, having those conversations often and those relationships and speaking to your audience and speaking to your clients and asking them, like, how can I help you? Um, Because we know, and I think that's the difference between um, a business, particularly during COVID, that succeeded and one that didn't was that the the ones that could pivot um, and put in all of these additional things with how we could help rather than just sitting there like twiddling our thumbs, um, you know, during that time. So, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like just really knowing your audience um, and your clients and and what they need and having those conversations. Yeah, and I think um, coming up to the end of the year, it's a great time to do that. Like it's a great time. Uh, a business coach I spoke with last week was like, yeah, do a review, almost like have a meeting with your main clients and actually asking them some good questions around what they like, what they don't like, what's you know, what services they would like for next year and actually going, can I create that for them or is that for someone else to do? Um, and, yeah, I think this is a great time of year to try and get in with a few of those regulars and see what their needs are coming up and work out, Um, how you might be able to partner with them in the new year with different offerings that you have. Um, So, yeah, definitely I'm working on that at the moment in the next few weeks. Beautiful. And that's what it's about, having those long-term relationships with the clients that you have Um, and, yeah, just asking them and having those conversations. I usually have clients tell me what they need (laughs) Um, and I'm like, oh, do I really want to do that? But it's like, you know, you have to ask yourself these questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, But they're identifying. But, uh, no, on the flip side, sometimes you need to tell them what they need because sometimes they might think they want something and it's important to obviously listen um I think listening is the most underrated leadership skill um listening and patience but once (laughs) once you listen and take it all in then you can actually come back to them as the professional and be able to advise them with what you recommend because sometimes it's exactly the same outcome that they're wanting it's just a different pathway to get there yeah I love that And I think that's important, asking really good questions to get the information you need to be able to give the best advice um, to your clients. And I often find that too, Um, getting into, yeah, I end up doing more HR advisory stuff mixed in with recruitment these days um, because my clients want, you know, that talent, um, like not just recruitment, but also extra HR advice. So yeah, that's been really interesting. And yeah, and you're so good about- at it because that's something that you've been doing for so long. I know. And I hear lots of stories, I guess, as yeah. well. Like over the years, I've got lots of experience where I've seen things play out in a certain way, depending on the outcome and be able to say, hey, this would be my how I would handle it with the staff member and, um, you know, guiding people around that. Because sometimes, like you said, leaders, they just ended up in that role, even in my industry, you know, they're social workers, psychologists or counsellors that have kind of ended up in management. And they're like, well, how do I manage people now? Like I get the the human behaviour and how to manage people, like that behaviour, but I can't, you know, how do I lead people? And so um, being able to offer um, that kind of advice, just even as someone out of the sector, but supporting the industry, it's been really good to give them different perspectives or things that we hear on our you know, trainings that we've done or workshops or podcasts we've listened to, that kind of thing, it it does help um, in helping those clients. So that's awesome. Oh, and can you tell me about, obviously you mentioned a few things, how you start your day and rituals and things, but can you tell me, obviously 
part of this um, Grit and Grace talks is around how do we deal with our mental health and well-being as leaders. Yeah. Uh, so is there certain things that you do throughout your week that you would um, have really help your mental health and well-being? Yeah, I think that I, I my stress or um, threshold is quite high. So something yeah. that I've been reflecting on over the past few months is that I'm not able to identify when it sort of goes over that threshold. Um, okay. So what I'm what I'm trying to do and what I'm working on myself at the moment is identifying when it's sort of like in that orange before it gets to that red. And I don't get to red very often because I think I'm no. accustomed to that high level, right? But my <laughs> my when I do, it is like you know complete meltdown, complete like that's it, just shut Crash. off. Uh, yes, yeah. and just that's it. And you know probably like twice a year it can happen if I'm if it's complete overwhelm. Um, yeah. But what I've what I've put in place for myself is that I don't need to be able to recognize when it gets there. So I've actually been planning in advance to take okay. time off. So every three months I've been having um, time off. I've been having switch off okay. time, time where I just regroup, reflect, look back at my goals. And I've yeah. just been finding that you don't realize how much you need it until after you've had it exactly so my advice is plan it before you need it put it in your schedule put it in your calendar and I say this because this is something that I didn't do (laughs) ever um and this year was something that was a real goal for me with being intentional with my time so that was part of that and part of my mental health um was making sure that I put that in place before I even needed it it was there I knew it was coming um and knowing and being able to let go and know that I had people around me who were going to do an amazing job um, while I yeah. was away. Yeah, that prevention. Letting is go is hard. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think, like, as a business owner, like, letting go is so difficult. But I think yes. if we we need to be at our best in order to give our best. And one of the one of the biggest messages for me that got me over the line with starting to focus or refocus back on my health was um, I follow um, Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO. He's incredible if you don't follow him. And um, one of the first videos I ever watched of him was like, we have nothing without our health. So my business is nothing. My relationship is nothing. My you know, it's nothing without my health. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing was he said in the same sort of like video was that, you know, people who are unwell only have one wish and that is to be well. And, you wow. know, how blessed and amazing and like we are so in such a beautiful place to be able to have this and be healthy and, and live our lives and have dreams and have ambitions. But again, without our health, we have nothing. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, and that was such a powerful message for me to just be like, Lisa, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're spending all this time on everyone else and focusing on yes. all this. And and I got as much joy and satisfaction out of doing it because I love it. But at the same time, if I'm not at my best, how can I give my best? Yeah, and I remember as a friend of yours being able to see you going down that hill of like just giving 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 and you're like I don't know where to let up like everyone wants a piece of me all the time I don't know what to do like and I was like you need to take a break like you need to take some time out and I remember um you used to do that really well like a year or two ago you would like take a week out to Hunter Valley and just like go on your own and like reset yourself and I was like you need to do that again like because you hadn't done it for ages I remember and when 
when you're starting out again, obviously you had to rebuild a little bit because you, only you had the business for a while going in the background along alongside your childcare centre. It was like, no, now I'm going all in on this. So like actually it was almost like rebirthing a new business because you were doing more and more, but you didn't have time for yourself and being able to like take that time out. And I've seen you do that now. You've scheduled it in and you've actually been intentional about that and um, taking the time out for well-being and for yourself like I really admire that because, yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. tough. And, you know, about I think I always say 10 years, but I think it was longer ago now. Gosh, I'm so bad with time. But um, like 10 years ago, my I call it my pie of life. And my pie of yeah. life used to be two pieces, home yeah. and work. <laughs> and yeah. when, Right? And I'm sure so many yes. people can relate to that. Um, and what happened for me, like one of my pieces actually fell apart and, you know, we're going through some difficult times. So therefore it started to flow into my other piece. Um, and literally like it was a really tough time, like, you know, had a, had a full yeah. breakdown, thought I was going insane, realized I couldn't give my best to anyone as a leader during that time. So had to really switch it up and look at what I was doing. But from that moment and that down, like that down, down, I was like, I never, ever want to feel like that again or have allow yeah. anything or anything around me to have that power over me to ever get to that place um yeah. and I'm not sure I would define it as burnout I don't know but it wasn't anyway but so what I learned from that moment was that it's so crucial to have so many different parts of your pie so rather than just yes. work and home it's important to have hobbies it's important to have friendships it's important to yeah. have you know things that you do for yourself outside of that so I recommend at least five parts of the pie and just making sure that you're managing them and being consistent with making sure that you've got those multiple sections because what happens now is one, if one of them falls apart, I've still got four others that I know I'm good. Nailing. It's not about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's just that bit that's having a really like crappy time right now and I'm okay. Yeah. Like I can get and push through that. But when we only have yeah. those like one or two sections, if one falls apart, it tends to impact, which it did for me my, my entire life. So wow. that's something that I've been yeah really focused on over that yeah, period. Wow. Yeah, so I'm so grateful for friends like you that really encourage me along the way and recognise because I think it's important to have those friendships that can give you that brutal honesty that being like, yes. hey, you know what, like I've noticed this in you and I think, <laughs> you know, you, you have you thought about this? Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm so, so thankful and blessed to have you in my life. Oh, I'm so blessed to have you in my life. I think having someone that can be that sounding board that's kind of gone through a lot of the highs and lows that I go through in business in different ways with staffing or challenges or whatever and being able to go, hey, Kate, what about this? What about that? And, you know, um, like you said, those pies, when those areas of your life are struggling, it's great to have someone that can support you through the personal and the professional parts of your life. And Definitely. there's not many people that get that, like that get the challenge of running a business and juggling personal life as well and um unless you put yourself out there and network and yeah luckily we connected and we're able to be in each other's lives for so many years now so it's just been amazing yeah, and to finish and I think off we keep oh I was gonna say we keep helping each other to like level up too like yeah. it's like you know no you're complacent how are you gonna level up like let's keep leveling up <laughs> I know and you're like yeah I know and it's hard because you go through those moments um and we've kind of done been at different times where we've yeah. had our low moments you're at a high and I'm at a low and we've been able to kind of 
balance each other out through those journeys. So, uh, so I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And um, in terms of, yeah, like your favourite quote um, that shows grit and grace in life and leadership, what would you say? Yeah, I always fall back on there's a quote that, I don't know if it's a quote actually or an analogy, but it's like, you know how you have a candle the one with the candle and it's like if you take your light and and light you know all of these other candles it doesn't take away from your light it only makes the room brighter um and so for me that's always what I've lived by is that you know I think be open to sharing be open to passing on your knowledge your inspiration your wisdom because you're only making the room brighter it doesn't take anything away from you yeah I love that I love that Oh, thank you so much. I loved our chat today and I really appreciated um, all your support in life and business over the last several years, almost a decade now coming up to. And um, I can't wait to see what we both create and do next in life and business. So thank you so much for your time today. And how can people get in touch with you, Lisa, if they would like your support or get involved in your business? Oh, awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I think um, I'm on all socials, so Lisa Brown-Platinum Education, um, or yep. you can find me on all social platforms, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and Facebook. And, yeah, just if you want to connect for a chat, would would love to. Love building connections and relationships with like-minded humans. Exactly how we met, Kate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciated you having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like and love it. Share it with your network if you think someone might resonate with this today. Um, I hope you have an awesome week ahead and we will get out a new episode soon.